Welcome back to The Balancing Act, the podcast with Dr. Andrew Tempty, author of The Balancing Act, and you can check out his work over at andrewtempty.com. Shocking, I know. It's really off the beaten path as far as a URL goes. But uh, Andy, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, today, we are talking about loyalty. Um, I will say, as someone of Irish-American descent, loyalty has a very specific uh, place in, uh, obviously, the clada and all of those things. So I think loyalty, I think that. I think loyalty as friendship and uh, so much more. But it has a very specific definition, right? And we'll get to that momentarily. Um, if you were to have someone ask you personally, like off the top of your head, how do you define loyalty? Uh, loyalty is always be, being there uh, for someone or something right. or, or a cause. Uh, it's that uh, the, the definitions you find in the dictionary use those words devotion and faithfulness. Uh, and, and so the, this conversation we're going to have about loyalty today is about unpacking that in yep. really in a, in a business context and, and how we should be maybe a little bit more uh, thoughtful about the use of the term. I, I think uh, it's a, a timely conversation for me. Uh, we talked last episode of, of starting a new role at a new company and, and I question my own loyalty in that decision-making process. And I, I know We've talked in the past and, and you've said as much, and I believe as much, employees expect companies to be loyal to them. Companies expect employees to be loyal to them. And I don't know it is as much a two-way street or even let's go a four-way stop when you talk about the manager-employee relationship, the CEO. and like, There's a lot of loyalty that is expected, but maybe not defined, right? Like maybe not actually articulated and discussed. Um, you've shared uh, a customer loyalty story that's relevant to our conversation before with me. And I, I think it really sets the context of the conversation here. Uh, how about we share it with the listeners and really kick off how this conversation is going to go? Yeah, I, so th this is, a, this is a, a conversation about an insurance company that I've done business with. Uh, historically, this is my own personal insurance company. I won't name uh, name the company, uh, but uh, had been my wife and I had been with them for uh, twenty plus years uh, as quote unquote loyal customers, and uh, and and so I, I you know I've been, uh, been been through some significant change in my life over the last year, so really took uh, a hard look at our, our insurance uh, policies and whether we had the right, uh, the right coverage. Uh, so I, I'm in that process and it's becoming blindingly obvious to me through my research that we're getting charged a lot more by the, the company we've been with for 22 years because the premiums just kept going up and up and up and we were very good. We didn't have a lot of claims, et cetera, et cetera. And so I was doing I was doing the research on alternatives, and yeah, we were paying probably thirty ish percent more than we probably should have for the same level of service. <laughs> and I got while I was doing that research, I got a letter from now my old insurance company uh, that said, "Thank you for your loyalty." loyalty means everything and we place so much value on loyalty yep and i read that and i'm like 
hmm, do I want to pay 30% more for that uh, loyalty over 20 plus years? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> That's not part of the value proposition. Uh, certainly, I want the insurance company to be there for me when I have a claim, but isn't that the contract? <laughs> That's that their job. Have? Yes, yes. You know, where does loyalty uh, r- really play here? And, and I kind of played back my interactions with the company and, uh, and, and the, you know, my agent would use those words uh, as, as a way to hold on and capture. And my agent's a great guy, don't get me wrong, but he was clearly trained uh, after I looked back at our previous interactions to really use that word loyalty. And somewhere in some marketing uh, yep. conference room, somebody said, hey, we're way outpriced here. What are we gonna do to keep customers? Let's use loyalty as the hook. <laughs> so, uh, so that really made me think about this concept of, uh, of, loyal, of loyalty in business and what place does it really have? I think it's a great jumping off point to, to not only talk internally for businesses, but the customer relationship with the organization, right? To your point here, um, I think we've all had that head scratcher of your cable bill or your cell phone bill, and you see the ad out there, hey, join us and you get all this stuff for free. You call up and try to get the same stuff from the company you've been with for 15. Oh, that's just for new customers. And you have that moment of, wait, why am I still here? Why, why am I not getting that deal? Why am I not getting uh, the benefit of those things for being loyal for 15 years or 20 years to whatever company it might be? And I, being loyal means something to a lot of people. It, it means uh, uh, sticking to your word. It means standing by someone. But I think what you're getting at is the idea of unflinching loyalty, the idea of always standing by without questioning, without looking into the details, without checking out the other side of the fence or competition, whatever way you want to say it. Is there a place today in business for unwavering loyalty? Is, is that something that should function in an organization at present? I, I really don't think so. Uh, I, I've come to the belief set that unwavering loyalty leads to fixed mindsets, a real constriction of, of, of mental agility. Uh, it leads, I've seen unflinching uh, loyalty lead to what I'm, what I'm uh, kind of framing as a smackdown culture uh, where Oh, you don't agree with the boss. You don't agree with our supreme leader. Whack! Uh, you're you're gonna get you're gonna get the smackdown. You're gonna get put in your place. And what we know about the rich tapestry of business today is that diversity and inclusion, not just about race or gender, but about uh, ideas and bringing cultures together and being able to engage in constructive conflict is something that builds business value. It leads to better long-term results. Uh, and, uh, and, and so this concept of, of uh, you know, my, my, my boss is the, is the end of the road, the buck stops there and, and I can't challenge my boss, uh, that, that 
that puts us, you've heard me talk about the, uh, the suit of armor that we strap on, we, right. we, we climb into and we strap into it and we, we, we go into the world of work and that we're not bringing our whole selves uh, and all, all the ideas that we have. You know, how, how innovative and creative can you really be as a team if there's unflinching loyalty to uh, some, some supreme voice? And, you know, not to get political, but we're seeing that right. in the extreme levels of polarization that we, that on, 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 all, on both, on all sides, uh, in, uh, in our economies and, and, uh, and in our political conversations today. So this is not a political podcast. We're not, we're not necessarily going there, but if you take that example and translate it into the workplace, you can see how intractable and things would just grind, really grind to a halt or get on one path and one path only right. uh, and not allow for that diversity of experience. Yeah, it's that single tracked mentality of this is the only way we're heading to where we need to go rather than seeing the shortcut or seeing that not, not in a bad way, but seeing the, the cleaner path to where you need to go and being able to challenge and question all those things makes a ton of sense. And I think I think loyalty is such a nostalgic idea for some people in business. Um, you see it in uh, TV shows like Mad Men. You know, you see it, like you see it portrayed in Hollywood in a certain way. Um, you see it portrayed, and so we get this sort of psyche around it and how much it matters and how um, doing something outside of that is being disloyal, right? And and being pegged as being disloyal is not. You know, no one wants that. Um, but if loyalty can ultimately get us in trouble in the workplace, right? Can lead down these paths that become digging in of heels or, or uh, putting blinders on. What do you say to the manager who is convinced loyalty matters or that yearns for his employees to show the loyalty that he or she believes they deserve? Yeah, it, it's, it's so hard uh, because, you know, I've, I've been, I like to talk about uh, topics where I've been there, done that, Absolutely. been burned, want to pass on the lesson to, to the next generation. That's really why we're here uh, having these conversations. And I have wanted that unflinching loyalty myself. And I have, as a leader, felt very hurt uh, when uh, person XYZ uh, takes a job, let's say, with the competition, and uh, and uh, and and leaves our quote unquote family, which is which is a topic for another conversation. <laughs> you know, should be should businesses be viewed as uh, as a family structure? Wow. So let's uh, that that's another podcast episode. Uh, but this, you know, I I felt like really really hurt that that somebody's left, and it took me a long time to. Uh, you know, in the last episode, we, we talked about courage. It, it took a lot of personal fortitude to think that, gosh, Andy, it's, it's, not, about, it's not about you. They had to make right. a decision for themselves and, and their family. Uh, so the, what I would, you know, leaders that want that kind of, of loyalty, where I would point them to is a journey of installing 
a management operating system within your business that leads to trust-based environments. So if you've got a smackdown culture right now where there's unflinching loyalty to the supreme leader or to the manager, but you want to change that uh, and, and you, you recognize that there's more to life than lording over everyone, then organizational health and continuous improvement together. And there, there are other ways to, there are a thousand ways to, 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 to get to the results I'm going right. to talk about, but getting to a place where there's transparency of information that we, that we talked about in, in, in our last session, that kind of transparency, that sharing, uh, that those kind of built-in collaborative environments where everybody feels comfortable speaking truth uh, and then putting hands in the middle and getting great work done, but, but having uh, environments where there's constructive conflicts uh, that, that occur within the guardrails of a management operating system that has maniacal focus on the customer, tells us that we, could, we should be seeking out unnecessary waste uh, in, in our businesses and that we should be respecting our our people, our most valuable asset, allowing their voices to be heard, quieting our mouths, opening our ears, you know, listening more, talking less, and, and then acting on the, on the recommendations and suggestions uh, of our people, giving people agency uh, and having roles and responsibilities very clearly uh, laid out in terms of who's doing what. Uh, and, and once you get out of that smackdown culture and you allow the voices to be heard, trust will begin to grow and loyalty to the business will follow. Right. But you can't have it be the, the primary because once you have it be the primary, you're going to fall back on that smackdown culture and it's going to be all about the supreme leader and, and you're just going to get right back and you know trust will erode. Uh, so if you focus on building trust-based environments, uh, the I, I believe strongly the loyalty will come. And you're creating an environment where everybody can work together. Everybody feels heard and respected uh, in their various levels of the, of the organization uh, and, and will ultimately lead to better business results. That's fantastic. And I, uh, two things, I, I think you, you do the equation of trust before loyalty or trust begets loyalty. It makes a lot more sense here that you're not saying loyalty needs to go away per se, it's just how you get to that loyalty and how you earn that loyalty that matters. Uh, and I also wanted to point out, I'm going to use a phrase that I honestly despise, but I think it makes sense here, uh, is double clicking on something is manage management operating system is not something I know I've heard you say before. And if you have, I apologize. But that to me is something to dive deep on as well, because those three words together set a, uh, a picture for me of something that is much more fluid than management style or program or like, and I think that is a very clear indication of the way you look at how management should work and how it should operationalize things uh, and really sets a tone for constructing within that operating system, within that, you know, large universe rather than this finite path. 
Um, so I think that's a very interesting turn of phrase that we should dive into more in the future as well. I know you're yeah, shocked by saying you you said something smart, but I... yeah, well, and we're and we're going to this concept of the management operating system will be a big part of what we talk about in 2022 and beyond. Uh, we're 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 recording this at, at the end of 2021, right. and so I, I want to take a, uh, an opportunity to. To uh, thank Dan Strafford for his uh, for his partnership and uh, and happy holidays. Uh, my son Nick Tempty is uh, doing production in the background. Thank you to uh, thank you to to Nick for for what you do to help the Balancing Act uh, podcast and the, the website and all of that. Uh, but this concept of the management operating system, we're going to be uh, working on a workbook yep. for the Balancing Act, the book, to really bring the how, the how to life. Because when I talk about guardrails uh, and, and, a, and, a, and a structure within which trust can grow, uh, you have to let your people know what those guardrails are. And if you got a completely free form system, then chaos reigns. But if everything's so tight down to the loyalty to one mind, one leader, then there's no room for, for anybody to be themselves and to bring great ideas to the table. So this concept of how to code your business's operating system uh, that leads to these trust-based environments that's what we at andrewtempty.com and the podcast and the muse, et cetera. That's, that's where we're going with all of this. That's a, a nice uh, horizon to chase after, I think for sure. And I look forward to the conversations in the new year. Uh, echo Andy's uh, wishes of happy holidays, happy new year. Hope everyone is safe and uh, healthy and happy as we turn the page uh, 2021 to 2022. Andrewtempty.com. Again, you can also find The Balancing Act on all of your favorite podcasting apps. Be sure to subscribe, share it on social media. Uh, feel free to reach out as well. Let us know topics that maybe you're struggling with as a manager or in the workplace uh, that maybe Andy can share his insights on as well. And The Balancing Act, the book, is available on Amazon, also local bookstores uh, throughout the United States. Check it out. A great read. And uh, we'll have more conversations right here on The Balancing Act in the future. Thanks so much for listening.